This is Crystal Bench, music director here at KZMU Moab, and I have the pleasure of sitting here virtually today with Combat. And Combat re recently released the EP Bring Me a Musician, and it is an independent self-released album. So number one, congratulations on that, because I know sometimes that's a little harder <laughs> when you're tackling that on your own. But you're not, the, you're not new to music. This is your, your first solo project, but as far as yeah, so we'll start kind of there. When did you start your career in music? Um, Career-wise, I suppose that you can only really define that once you start making some money from it, I guess. <laughs> um, but that that would have been, uh, I'd say, maybe from about 2016. Um, I did do a few competitions like in the years before that that you win some prize money, but I, I wouldn't really call that as like as a career. That's more just like opportunistic musicianship um but from about 2016 uh, we we formed a a band that went through a whole bunch of iterations and um you know we played gigs and and earned a little bit of money and as time went on it got a bit more um and then we went through a few uh, the, so the band was called the capitals and we went through quite a few um like band member changes just before lock the lockdown worldwide the pandemic and all that and that kind of just like slowed the whole process down. And um, logistically, it was always a bit of a nightmare organizing like four people in a band. And so I, was, I just realized, you know what, uh, to simplify things, let's try a solo project, see what happens. And so far, it's it's actually the, the response has been very encouraging. So I'd say for the last six years, it's morphed from, uh, I'd say like this wide range thing into a very spearheaded focused endeavor. Um, and I've been very fortunate to to have the opportunities that I have had. That's really amazing. Um, so you decided during COVID, during lockdown, to do solo. And I can only imagine how hard it is. I'm not a musician, so I cannot imagine how hard it is to kind of herd everybody normally to do production. But then in the middle of a pandemic, like I've talked to so many bands who recorded during that time that they would have to do their piece over here and then somebody else would have to do this. And then they weren't even performing it live. They never had performed any of it together, um, which I think is so interesting the way that we've all had to kind of adapt to this. But so that broke you off into, into the solo, which I'm sure was a lot easier. But um, before we start talking about the production, more about the production of the EP, when did you decide, I guess, even before the career, how old were you when you started making music? Well, I, I started I started with guitar when I was, uh, I think I was 12 at the time. And my sister started playing guitar and, and I thought to myself, I'm not going to let her play guitar and we just sort of sit around. So I also went to get lessons and it kind of just, sort of snowballed from there i started with a lot of shania twain songs back in the day uh, okay. learned a lot of her things and she's a phenomenal songwriter so um and and started like thinking about chord progressions and and you know harmon harmony and melody but when i was about 16 uh and this would have been uh like 2006 so that's almost you know like 16 years ago mm -hmm. I, I thought to myself you know what i really want to do this um, and, and I think with being in South Africa, the, the English market is not as big. Uh, so it was always a bit of a challenge and, and a lot of hard graft and, uh, failed attempts at bands and things would, you know, you'd start and like a very short time and it falls apart because, 
um, I think mostly people view it as a hobby and they never really saw it as a serious uh, career, which is something that I definitely viewed it as from the get-go. Um, so that was often a bit of a, a point of frustration for me, just wanting to take it seriously and, and almost like put like business plan elements in place. We go, we have a dedicated rehearsal, you know, um, treat it like, like someone who takes their craft seriously. So I, I don't take myself too seriously, but, but whenever I apply myself to something, what I'm doing, I think deserves my full attention. And, and so, um, yeah, for basically the last 16 years, I've been doing that. And it's only really been for, for about the last six years that I've gradually been able to, to get a little bit of money out of it. And, and it's, you know, it's still tough. I mean, you touched on it earlier about like being an independent artist you know, having to run a, a day job on the, like just to stay alive and then a side hustle to generate money for, uh, you know, doing music projects. So it is, it's hard graph, but it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, I actually, I literally got the, the physical copies this afternoon. Oh, yeah. um, and, and when I held it in my hands, I actually got a little bit emotional because it's been, it's been a long, a long journey and finally having it, it's incredibly rewarding. Yeah, no, and it should be emotional. Like I can't even imagine what that's like because as like a fan and as a music lover in general you know we wait and we wait and we wait for these things to come out and I think that you know it's a lot different now because with streaming there's things that are right at your fingertips immediately but I grew up and like really started well I mean I've loved music my entire life but you know in the mid 90s when CDs started to be really big I, the, my favorite thing to do on Friday was go to the record store, see what was new, open it up, look at the insert. Like to me, that's what it was all about. And you don't get that from streaming. So for you to hold that and have that physical product, it's so amazing. And to still be doing that too, and still, you know, make that available for people. I had a younger DJ that just started here at the station a couple of weeks ago, and she was so excited to tell me about how she goes out and she collects CDs. Like that's sure. like a really big thing for teenagers now. And I was like, first of all, you just made me feel very old. But second of all, I'm glad that people still, you know, young, the younger generations are still wanting this physical copy. I think it's so important. So awesome. I'm so excited for you. That'll be so exciting Thank to have you. that too. Are you um, going into touring right now? Are you doing live shows or how, what's it like in South Africa right now? Um, yes, it, it has been quite tough. Um, we really only, I think, opened up in terms of you know, sort of anything goes, uh, I'd say maybe about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of restrictions on, on gatherings and stuff. So it has been really tricky, um, especially I'd say for smaller venues, for the, for the you know, artists who have been really established, it's been a bit easier for them to sort of like, you know, fill up a small venue. Um, the smaller venues are really uh, not, I wouldn't say selfish, that's the wrong term, I think in a situation like this, I'd say very decisive or very meticulous about um who they give their limited space to. Right. So that has been tough, but with things opening up now, I, um, today I had a massive sort of like admin session, just trying to book a bunch of gigs and, and getting things. Cause I, like, I'd really like to get a, a proper tour going before the end of the year, just a whole set of gigs um, and, and applying to some festivals. And we have, we actually have a few uh, big acts coming this side. So like trying to get a foot in the door there. So um yeah, as of yet, at the moment, it's it's been a bit, um, you know. I mean, also you touched on it earlier, being an independent artist, you know, like doing all the all the 
promo and and um luckily I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a team helping me um stateside but um, on this side i'm contacting all the radio stations myself and it's quite admin heavy so it's it's a massive juggling act um, yeah, so i've been doing a few acoustic gigs here and there that's really cool and you know too like in addition to all that as you said before like this isn't your only job like you have a job <laughs> so you know it's like you're working and you're doing this on top of it which you know i i just think it's amazing that you have that much passion for it because we need music and the world needs it it makes it a better place and you know sometimes it's like i tell my kids this all the time like sometimes you aren't doing exactly what you want to be doing but you're working to being where you want to be going and that's you know really important to remember <laughs> those days where you're tired and frustrated yeah i'm gonna just be doing this because it's <laughs> i'm sure it's hard for sure but let's get back to the production of bring me a musician how did that idea like we know that 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 was birthed during COVID, but where did the title come from? What can you tell me about that EP? So um, uh, I don't know if you know an artist called Corey Wong. Um, he plays for a band called Wolfpack, they're like a funk um, funk band. And and he, I remember watching this interview that that and he spoke about uh, sort of the general self doubt that exists within the music industry and with artists in general. You know, you 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 make a project and you immediately sort of like second guess yourself. And what I realized is most of the time, it, the the people that I've had a lot of respect for, they just made the the, the product. You know, they just went out and, and did it. Um, I remember actually, it's funny that you um, uh, you have BB King in in your in your studio there or your office there because um, he said in an interview, like it doesn't matter what you play as long as you play it with conviction and confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I thought. You know, I'm just going to be a musician. I'm not necessarily going to be the most proficient. I'm not going to necessarily be, you know, the the best guitarist in the world or the best drummer. But I'm going to give it a go. And and so I thought, you know, um, there's a there's a, a whole I suppose like long a whole longer conviction behind that but it's basically that i'm just going to be a musician i'm just going to give it a go and do it and i was so fortunate my my producer howie combrink he um he's been such a you're such a generous guy in this whole process um he didn't uh like he usually records pop stuff and um i remember when we started recording he told me he hasn't recorded a an amp a guitar amp with actual microphones in probably eight years nine years so he was kind of like a little kid in the candy store. <laughs> and so we we both said, okay, let's make it about the process. Let's not think of the end product so much. Let's just have fun mm-hmm. um, in studio. And and I think that's really something that does come through in the end product. Um, I mean, we we I deliberately told them is like, let's not use any auto-tune, let's not uh, let's not there's a term always people say let's fix it in post you know like you record it and then you go back later and, and we decided let's challenge ourselves a little bit and he actually pushed me a lot um when we were doing vocals um he he told me he's like no sing it an octave higher and i was like that's that's ridiculous like there's a song love is a fire and i was like you are insane I'm like there's no way i'm gonna reach those notes and he told me no do it so I did a bit of warm-ups um, and yeah, it turns out like I could reach in that. So it's been such an incredible um, season of growth for me personally as an artist and, and like, you know, believing myself. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm really confident to say, you know, I'm a musician. Um, it's what I can do. It's what I've spent years on doing. It's not perfect, but it's a craft that I've honed. And um, I, I like, I can confidently say I am a musician and, and not, um, 
you know, I, I suppose like say that with, with what would be the right word? I'd say like a balanced humility. Uh, it's when you talk about humility, it's always a tricky one because it's almost like when you talk about it, it, it you're kind of like going, okay, but is that humble to say you're humble? But right. I think it's, I'd rather say, I think I have a, a very level view of my musicianship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's been incredibly, yeah, it's been such a, such a gift actually being able to go through this with, with my producer and um, also for him in a space where he was sort of like questioning what he's doing as a producer. Cause he, I think he started in a, not a metal band, but like a hard rock band. And I was, okay. he's a phenomenal producer. Don't get me wrong. He's phenomenal with what he does. I think he was nominated for two Samas now which is like our South African music awards for, for producing. And, um, but, but it was just so rewarding to for myself to grow in this process and for him to also realize that, you know, um, there is still um, like an option to record amps. And, and um, when I told him, so, I, I mean, I don't know if, if you look at the, is it the NACC 200 chart that mm-hmm. often, um, so I found out like last week that I'm like the EP debuted at number 152, which is completely beyond what I even remotely expected to happen. So when I told the producer, he was also so ecstatic. Just, you know, I think the fact that we made it with with joy and made it more about the process than the end product. So it's it's literally actually everything that's happening after this has been a bonus. And um, it's yeah, it's an incredible, incredible joy. It's really cool, too, because, I mean, again, not a musician, but even just making that chart the first time you set something out there is incredible because I probably get 80 to 100 albums a week to review and and what, you know, go through. And so obviously, like I cut that down to about 10 physicals and 10 digital albums. Other, I mean, we just can't, we can't add everything. And, you know, it's like yours made that cut here and it's obviously making that cut other places. And yeah, it's something to be so proud of. And you should absolutely be able to be like, okay, I'm okay. I'm a musician. This is what I do. And I think it's going to definitely grow from there. And I'm sure it's really overwhelming to see that, that happening as well, especially breaking out of the solo project and all of that. But that's super cool. Um, speaking of projects, let's talk about your podcast. It is the pros and combat. What is that? What is the podcast about? Yeah, so um, I was um, I tend to write quite introspective songs, and a lot of times they deal with quite heavy topics, and it's really difficult to sort of flesh that topic out in you know like three three and a half minutes or however long a song is. So I thought to to do a podcast where I uh like pros and combat is sort of like obviously a play on words um but also where i write a bit of extended poetry so that's where the prose element comes in and then i will get someone in who's a bit more of a of a professional in a certain topic and we just discuss maybe for like an hour hour and a half and and sort of like almost massage these ideas to try and uh i suppose get to a, a much deeper understanding for instance the, the circus song, which is the um, second track on the EP, um, deals with a with a friend of mine that ran off with a cult. And I remember being so like, you know, like shocked because she just like disappeared and we didn't had no idea where she was. So um, we did eventually find her. And, and I remember just being so was like intrigued by this this concept of someone being able to uh, almost erode someone's, uh, you know, like, let's say 
a worldview, if you want to call it that, literally just by words and and the way they use words. And so um, I, I'm chatting to a, to a friend of mine who almost got hooked into a cult as well. And, and she's like giving me a little bit of insight into just, it's like this, this really slow process. Um, and, and yeah, it's just something that's very interesting to me. Um, and, and I think, you know, the topics that, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, let's say singing about partying for a night, but I think sometimes it's good to look at something that's maybe a little bit more intense, like, you know, like friendship or, or, or love, which can be like, almost like this abstract thought. So it's, it's, um, yeah, the, the podcast is more just, I, I'd say to a certain degree, self-indulgent, much like the, the, the EP cover also shows. It's just, it's me having fun and, and trying to dig a little deeper into the things that are going on in my mind. And, and you know, because my mind never really shuts down unless I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely sometimes too, I wake up and I'm like, all of a sudden, just like, okay, these are the <laughs> things I gotta do. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, the world needs people like us. We keep things mm. going, I think. Mm. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. We could just I could just be buzzing around aimlessly. Mm. But you mentioned Love is a Fire, which is was the first single that was released off that EP. Yes. And then some of my favorite tracks. I, I like to hear you kind of discuss circus because that makes a lot more sense. But I love circus and I love um, love of gold. So what are some of the tracks that you would say? It's hard. I know I'm not asking you to choose like one because I how do you do that with your own music? But like if you were to have a listener say somebody potentially listening to this interview and you're like, yeah. okay, try this track. This will kind of sum up what what I'm doing. What would that track be? Yeah, that is a that is a <laughs> tough question. Um because like music wise, I would say circus is definitely the the um, the aim that I'm mostly going for sonically because um, like I said before I write very introspective slow songs and circus started like that but then with with like playing with a song a bit it became a lot more energetic so I'd say from genre or sound wise circus would be very nice but I'd say lyrically um, love is a fire or love love of gold actually um, mm -hmm. deals with you know, like weighty topics. And I think there are things worth exploring because I, I think love, you know, it's, it's a term that gets thrown around a lot. And I think, you know, especially selfless love or, or um, you know, like, because uh, like in Greek, you get a whole bunch of different um, loves in ancient Greek. Because I, I read a lot of ancient texts. Um, and like, I had a friend who gave me, I said, Sun Tzu's Art of Wars and like, you know, reading some writings by a dude called Jedediah and stuff. So it's like all these, um, and they, they often like look at really, um, you know, like what I would call human elements. And, um, that's sort of my, my going point really is, is to, to try and write about human things because humans, you know, we, we experience the same thing and hopefully it could be something that's timeless. I mean, you, you, like if someone happens to pick it up in 10 years, if it's still around and they listen to it, the hope is that they can respond to something like love of gold, speaking about your, what does it actually mean to love someone uh, regardless of whether, you know, they hurt me or um, I hurt them and, and to almost like keep denying yourself and um, you know, accepting someone. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I'm not going to keep it too much longer. We've been chatting for a while, which I've really appreciated, <laughs> um, but I also know it's dark there. The sun is shining right here. So um, what can we expect from you next? What's next for combat? Um, well, I already have, uh, if I had said, I've got three songs in the, in the bag that, because I, I 
I have a lot of unwritten songs, but three of them I've done. Um, we'll probably yeah start tracking within the next maybe three or four months and like playing around some days. I definitely want to try them out live a few times just to see what they do. But um, and then I've got a I've got a few videos of um, live performances. We're doing a few projects. I'm trying to um, include the YouTube thing a bit as well. So we've got a few uh, live performances that I'll be uploading on my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, you know, just search for Conbad. Um, we try and keep it interesting. Like we shoot some stuff up in the mountains here in South Africa, um, do some things on a big stage. We're going to try and do an, a little intimate acoustic thing. Um, yeah, just to try and keep it musical and challenge ourselves in the process as well. So, uh, yeah. Perfect. And as you go and when you're releasing new stuff, reach back out. So if I don't see it first, yeah. I'd love to get back together and chat about it again for sure. Um, for anybody potentially listening to this, it's still a bunch. And I'm sitting with Conbad, who's new re ep bring me a musician was just recently dropped it's an independent label i highly suggest you all check that out and what is the easiest place for them to go to find it uh you can uh, check it on spotify apple music i suppose all the streaming services um for some reason i found out in south africa people tend to favor apple music but i heard spotify is quite big in the states so um <laughs> yeah and apple, apple music is too so yeah okay yeah so wh wherever you listen to your streaming or you stream your music go check it out there and, and you can check me out on instagram and tiktok i'm, I'm on the social medias as well so um, perfect yeah. awesome well thank you so much for hanging out and chatting with thank me today you. appreciate it